Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. I am your host, Barnaby, and joining me pre-recorded in a little bit will be Fathom and our special guest, Sky Chen. This interview was recorded at the Metaphysical and Wellness Fair, uh, February nineteenth. Uh, and uh, without any further ado, here's our guest. All right. So our next guest here on Whispers from the Dark. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Sky Chen. I am a psychic intuitive and an energy healer as well. Born this way, I. Uh, I've been going to these events for probably five or six years. I didn't start doing what I'm doing today with the energy readings, or excuse me, the energy healings and the readings until about two years ago or so when my guides really told me, you gotta be doing this because times are changing and we've got, not to freak anybody out, but there's not as much time to sit around and be like pondering things over anymore. Like this year is a year to really step your step. I think we've been sitting around for a couple of years now and everybody's yeah. ready to get out. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? I do lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's do this. Sure. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find you for the people that are interested in you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've got a Facebook page right now. We are getting a Patreon set up. Uh, it's on patreon.com slash skychen. On Facebook, it's... Sky Chen Psychic. If you search me up there, you can add me on my page or even add me as a personal friend too. It all goes in the same spot. Um, I do lives there. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more lives on Patreon. But I come to a lot of these in-person events um, for which I have an email subscription list. If you go to my website, www.revealingfate.com, all one word, there's a section on there where you can sign up to know where I'm at, what I'm doing, both online and in person. Awesome. We'll definitely do that, and I will uh, share the links in the show notes and everything for you. Thanks. Um, so what do you do what, is, what do you do at your booth over there? I, well, lately I've been doing a lot more energy healings. I don't know if you saw a couple of them earlier. Yeah, but it's a, the best way to explain it, my guides always use this exact phrasing. We live our lives these days with our physical life over here, our mental life over here, our psychological life over there, our spiritual life here, and we get discombobulated with all the different roles we play, and we lose touch with the connection of the whole of our being communicating within. And for those of us who are familiar with Reiki, Reiki is an awesome healing modality. I do something that looks similar to that, Whereas Reiki works on the physical body and the energetic body, what I'm doing works with the soul body or the light body. So it's a little bit deeper and it adds um, a momentum that lasts beyond the individual session. So every single person that I do this healing on, they reach out to me later on and they're like, Sky, you're never going to believe it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'll probably <laughs> believe it, but tell me anyway. <laughs> And they'll say something like, last year it was really common where folks would come back to me and they'd say, you know, I was in this toxic dynamic with a person I really truly love. How do I get out of that? And then we do a reading and whatnot and we do a healing after the reading. And then something would happen within them where this healing would help them heal themselves and just choose differently and maybe see the dynamic in a different light and that would be the catalyst for that healing for them and so it continues i've had people that feel this effect continue for months after just one session so i've been doing a lot more of those lately and i got a heads up about that last year from spirit spirit was like get ready buddy because this is going to be hot cakes in you know fair season so it's like okay i'm ready and um i also do uh channeling and I know some people ask about what specifically does that mean? Do you talk to guides? Do you do past life regressions? Yada, yada, yada. It's honestly 
anything and everything in between. And I, I make a cheesy innuendo and I'm like, the sky's the limit, yeah. right, with that. So um, the whole kitchen sink is involved. So whoever is drawn to me and comes to my booth, my table, whatever needs to be said is going to be said then and there. And I tell everybody the trick is to have an empty head because I come here and I get out of my own way and that's how I'm able to deliver what needs to be delivered because I'm not, I'm not processing it, I'm not trying to filter it, I'm not trying to do anything with it or direct it. I'm simply doing the work, which never feels like work, which is awesome. It's the only job in my life that I've had where it's like, this is not work, but it brings in the abundance that I've never seen in any other position I've been in. So it's, it's, uh, it's a two-way thing, and I'm, I'm really, really grateful from Spirit for connecting me with this and for how my life has transpired to this, to this event, uh, literally, or to this <laughs> point in my life where um, I'm connecting this way and it's really exploding, so it's awesome. That, that's just a couple of things I do. <laughs> cool. That's, yeah. that's quite a bit right there. Yeah, it's a meaty chunk. Yeah. So your, your spirit, is that a name or just in general? Spirit with a capital S. It's God. It's the universe. It's the existence of all energy and consciousness. Um, I oftentimes pick up on people's individual guides. They will tell me something or my guides will tell me something about a person or our team of guides will both be present and there will be like, a banquet there like everybody's like talking and you know the aunt over here on the left is like past the salt and you know the uncle over there is like tell her that she needs to leave this dude and it's like okay hold on a sec and so I'm getting multiple channels of information coming through and my job sometimes is just to feel through what needs to be said in the moment and oftentimes they guide me to do that anyway so sometimes it's that specific other times I'll pick up animal spirits as well around people because we just had a, a lady that I was reading earlier today, and she was asking, like, she was surprised that the dog that she has right now used to be a human being in a past life. And she was saying, well, don't we go in a straight line? And I was like, well, that's a human thing of what we're thinking about there with, like, a hierarchy of where we go. But in what it boils down to is, like, we come as the lives that we're meant to come as to expand our soul's experiences. And we come with a set of experiences that we need to kind of play out in order to help our souls grow as we choose in those experiences. And she was blown away by that because we oftentimes just think, oh, you know, I'm an animal and I've got to work my way to be a human. And then after I pass away when I'm a human, I can, you know, go to the next level or whatever. But it, 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 all directions, man, like it comes from every which way. There's really no judgment about it. That's a human thing. I was going to say, I don't, uh, personally, I don't know that the human is the uh, top of that apex <laughs> uh, intelligence and uh, epitome there. Because you look, I mean, mm. like, look at the stuff that we've done to the environment and the planet yeah. and everything. I mean, like, all the animal kingdom is, is this interconnected web of everythingness, and it, it worked for so long until humans have just come in and technology, roads, and, and destroyed. And for us to come in and say that we're the, the best thing on the planet, we're the top of that totem pole is... Is very uh, what's what's the asinine? Yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking uh, yeah. egotistical or yes, know. it is. Ab- That's what yeah. I was going to use. Yeah. It's ego driven. Yeah, it is. is it's what very, it is. Very ego driven. Mm-hmm. I must think that. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because the mind is a double-edged sword because it's simultaneously the biggest asset we have as human beings, but we get in our own way. 99% of the time. And so all of the misery that we witness in the world today, I'll try to say this as gracefully as I can, we're all collectively accountable for what we both perpetrate and allow. Because it's about allowance. It's just as important as the perpetration because oftentimes as human beings, it's easy for us to just point fingers and be like, that's the problem, it's them, it's them, it's them. But that anger and that frustration we feel is also a reflection of ourselves too. And this is what I say all the time 
to my clients is that every curse is a blessing and vice versa. They're one and the same and you can really see it from one angle or another and it's okay to honor something as a curse just as it's okay to honor something as a blessing. But they are opportunities for insight and for change because without that we just go blindly. And the beauty about it is that even though we think we're disconnected from the planet, eventually it's going to bite you in the ass when you realize that how you choose and what you allow affects you. There is no running away, hiding under a rock. That We can't do that anymore. All the encroachment on the planet, and especially with the sharing of information as well and artificial intelligence, which, was, which is coming up real quick, we're going to see some absolutely foundational changes in every single facet of our life that's really going to skyrocket spiritual development at the forefront of what it is we're here to do and be. So you think that it's it's coming that we're going to go back to more of a spiritual and, and ditch like the technology and realize that we don't need that or actually I don't really if we're talking about the future it has to come with a disclaimer. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the future is not always set in stone. The future is an endless sea of every single possibility that exists, period. And our job being in the third and fifth dimensions is to navigate what reality conspires and matriculates into its form. So, having said that, there's many different possibilities for what the future looks like. There's a general theme, and the theme is discovery of self of acknowledging the self and in acknowledging oneself to acknowledge others. So you can't, you can't give from an empty cup, right? So we're learning how to, how to be within other dimensions of our existence beyond the intellect because for the past 150 plus years, we've been functioning primarily from a form of intellect, which is okay, it's a part of us, but it's like a tenth if not even, I hear it's like a tenth of a tenth of what comprises a human being. And especially when AI gets to the point where it's more capable than us with intellect and other measures, then we are left with what is the purpose and what is the value of a human being? Because for such a long time, we've been so focused on how much input can I provide into society to be enough or to be valuable for technological innovation and for the divine masculine kind of um, structuring of society, which was needed for many hundreds of thousands of years when we were living as hunter-gatherers and we needed that kind of divine masculine, um, uh, uh, what's the word, guys? Like way to structure how we're living yeah so foundation, that foundation there we go sorry yes thank yeah, you foundation <laughs> you you're right I'm a little slow <laughs> no that's what i was com trying to come up with but it's like i'm going in a million different directions here oh yeah yeah i know that's a mouthful yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a head full. <laughs> so I have to ask, as another person who loves to do energy work and yeah. has been in, involved in all of this, so are you feeling the weird pensive, uh, we're on a a balanced scale at the moment feeling that everybody else has been getting? Mm, with us as sensitives, we're also picking up on the anxiety that other people feel who have been procrastinating to the very last point, the very last uh, moment in time. But it's not really the last moment. Um, you hear about this in popular culture lately too with the, the great divide Yes. Where it's like half of the planet is going to transcend to 5D and the other half is going to transcend to 3D. What we're getting at with that is, you know, Dolores Cannon talks about this a lot too. Yes. We, all, all in all, the so-called group that's going to be locked in the old ways and trying to grip harder and harder and harder and having more and more suffering invited upon their existence are going to end up in the same destination that people who are letting go of the old ways and who are really loving themselves and doing the work, doing the healing, releasing and transcending. Um, you know, but I hear as even right now, as I'm talking about this, my guides are like, well, you know, that's one way to, that's one way to speak it through. 
and language itself has a limitation. So it's like oftentimes we're we get stuck in this kind of phase where we're where we're giving definitions to things and we're putting things in compartments, which is what my EC healing is all about, like taking those things out of compartments and like putting you back to whole. Like you don't have to have your mental life totally physically separate from your spiritual life. Like there is an integration aspect of it. And that's what the divine feminine is all about. It's about chaos and about like swirling clouds of dust and stars that aren't necessarily put into a, into a nicely planned out matrix field that where it's like, this goes into column a six B slash <laughs> seven. That's, that is yeah. how it is though. And it's funny you bring that up. Cause I got into, uh, learning about the psychology of, uh, categorical thinking mm. and it's like, this makes so much sense. Cause we do it on a society level, not just a, we yeah, do we it, do. but Everybody does it. It's programmed in. We separate stuff, and that's not how it needs to be. Everything needs to be together. Mm-hmm. And everything already is together, but we're in my world, we look at it that way because we're choosing to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. We pick the duality. It's not right or wrong either. It's just a limited, uh, a limited paradigm to look through such a lens. And... Um, there was something else that just came up as you were saying that, and I just lost it, though. It was really juicy. Such is life. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was like a T-bone steak kind of comment, too. And that's sure why it'll... it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, yeah. It was all lathered up in butter and sautéed. And yep. <laughs> I'm a Taurus son, so we'll go there with food. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, you're a Taurus? I'm a yep. Taurus, yeah. Hell yeah, man, represent. <laughs> awesome. Um, grounding energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I try. I mean, I've got a lot of water in my chart, too. And they always say traditionally the Taurus and the Scorpio energy don't really jive. But it's taken me three decades plus to kind of really appreciate that about myself. So I can go there. I can go deep. You know? Um, But, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of interesting stuff on our horizon heading up. We do. It's not always scary. It's not all scary either. There's a lot of potential. Um, even being a channeler myself, lately in my own personal life, there's been a lot less knowing what exactly is going to transpire. And that's been driving me bonkers, if I want to be honest. Because I've always kind of known and felt where things are gonna, where things are going to line up with people and with myself. But I feel like just the, the amount of potential that's in our field of consciousness right now is itself blossoming up. Like there's, there's so much more coming to us that's available because honestly we're becoming more available to it. Because we're working on ourselves, even if we don't even realize that we are. Even those people that are stuck in that old paradigm still receive the blessing they're still here getting the medicine whether they realize it or not i mean you can you can go kicking and screaming taking your medicine from the the doctor (laughs) or you can uh, appreciate it and enjoy it too it's like what we were talking about at my table over there with like um you know if i didn't get sick with lyme disease for so many years i would never be here doing this right here and now and I wouldn't have aligned back to myself. I wouldn't have had those experiences. I would have been fully lost 180 degrees against what I'm about in continuing that, you know, that facade. It's hard to take off. It really is to mm-hmm. uh, shed one's, uh, I'm going to say ego, but we all know that there's a million words for it. Yeah. And uh, just coming back to the self. Mm-hmm. When you said uh, like that people are becoming more aware and stuff like that, you know, like, do you feel that like it seems in all aspects of like the paranormal, the Bigfoot, the cryptids, all that stuff that more and more people are reporting stuff or seeing stuff? Yeah. Is that is that coming from like you think that people are becoming more aware and, and, and this stuff is breaking through more? Absolutely. The receptivity is there, even from people that you would never have pegged to be receptive to that kind of stuff. That's been a big theme of last year and we're seeing it now because today we had like 200, 300 people come through this expo 
last year and even like two years before, those kind of numbers were not nearly as consistent. Do you think that more people like with, with staying home from COVID and, and having more time, do you think that that's cut back like on the, the anxiety and the daily rush of going to a job, coming home, going, they can spend more time out in nature or, mm. and stuff. And has that helped? I get, when you ask that, I literally heard both because it goes both ways. Some people are getting more nervous and anxious, but that's oh, what they, yeah. that's what, that's honestly a catalyst for them into their healing. Because a lot of times, a lot of times when we heal, it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift in the curse is that it comes to us and it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. You can't leave a Band-Aid on your wound for forever and ever and ever. It's going to eventually fester on its own. Um, but then it also goes the other way too where it's like everybody that had been living 180 degrees to their truest self like you're referring to is like if they had a nine to five job and then all of a sudden COVID comes around they're like hallelujah but it's interesting because it's like there's a bit of a grass is always greener on the other side kind of antidote to this or anecdote to this as well because there's a, a frustration in that itself and a fear in the unknown itself which is ushering in the growth because in the unknown, there's unlimited possibilities to what we can explore. <laughs> We're getting passerby. One of our other guests <laughs> decided to stop by. <laughs> During the juicy moment. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's something else that came up too. What was it? I was um, going to say, it's like, like if your car, you know, like a lot of people drive around and, you know, I, I'm one that I don't want to go get my car fixed unless I absolutely have to. So these people are, are treating the car or their life like a car, right? Mm-hmm. So the check engine light comes on. They're like, nah, I can go a few hundred yeah, miles. That's a good analogy. Until all of a sudden their car is broken down on the side of the road and they have to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's kind of what I was getting from like yeah, that's some of what you were talking about. Absolutely. And uh, for me personally, that's how I got to my own spiritual awakening and getting back to who I really am as well. I was operating my vehicle in a way that was not on the warranty. It was totally (laughs) against the user manual, even though the user manual doesn't exist there. And um, I ran into a brick wall with autoimmune disease and with Lyme and with all the other, all, all of the spiritual stuff that came with that. The whole kitchen sink was thrown in. It was mind, body, spirit, and emotions that all needed healing simultaneously. And it felt like a, like a corner. It felt like I was being pushed up into a corner. And it was truly terrifying and horrible. But that was the blessing and the curse. And that had I not been there, because we're Tauruses, we're so stubborn that we're going to like <laughs> resist the reality. Don't you forget it. <laughs> oh, how could I? I'm a Speaking of... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm a. I've got Mars in Aquarius, so maybe that's why we connect on that because I can. I can deliver. Um, but he had mentioned something earlier, um, where he was talking about what was it? But uh, it was coming back to me because like about what what COVID's here for? Because COVID has some reasons for being here. I, if you guys want to look back, anybody listening to this, if you want to look back on my Facebook page, I posted i think a couple of times in 2020 i channeled coronavirus itself and i think it was like a two and a half hour long session it was really juicy i don't know why i'm using that adjective today here it's that's okay it's a good one i'm getting hungry myself i didn't eat the whole day (laughs) we're talking about juicy stuff oh no sorry i had to step out for a second (laughs) no you're good man we're talking about the purpose of covid Uh, because I, i channeled covid in 2020 a couple of times and what you were talking about with people feeling uncomfortable and some people feeling like yes this is amazing that COVID came around because now I have time to myself and I don't have to do the rat race thing but then other people feeling the total polar opposite of that well yeah your whole life got thrown around I mean like these Mm -hmm. people that you know uh, you know, if you worked in a restaurant or any kind of human services, hotels or anything, your job is gone. Mm. And entertainment know, people, industry, anything like that. Yeah. All, mm-hmm. all of Broadway shut down, all of, you know, yep. movie theaters, everything was gone for, for so long there. And, and now it's just trying to, to get back, you know, mm-hmm. and it's taking a long time for people to want to go back to the theater or go back to see a live show or, or a concert even and stuff. And, such people that are really frustrated about that 
could look at it as a unique opportunity to dive into what their art is really about. Because there is a rat race nature to that itself as well, going from show to show to show to show. Um, I was an orchestral musician for many years, and uh, there is that element of just like wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And so the blessing as well too is it's like online streaming has exploded in popularity TikTok and you can reach, yeah, yeah, you can reach way more people that way too. Not to, you know, poo-poo on the physical venues because that's awesome too, going to a concert, going to a show on Broadway. But there's always a silver lining to this and that a lot of the people that feel really frustrated and want to get back to the old ways sort of things, uh, there is that perspective that is yet to be claimed by them and it will be claimed by them eventually. But COVID is multifaceted in its purpose for why it came here. One reason is, and this is reflected in how people react differently. Like some people are carriers, some people get it really, really harshly and some people it doesn't really affect them that much because one reason is it's an exit sign for people that didn't sign up for this kind of very intensive, um, not necessarily just intensive, but thorough inside job that is being uh, unveiled to us, much more available to us with a lot less, shall we say, effort or insight into it. It's like whether you're a spiritual seeker or not, like everybody is getting a taste of this. And so that's what I'm trying to get at with that. That's one facet of it. Is it's like if you don't want to ride the the ride, if you know if you're on the roller coaster and you're like ah get off, there's a parachute. It's COVID. Okay, you can get off. And that's why some people it's just you know they're in and they're out really fast. And it's it's a tragedy on one uh, one perspective of it. But for them, they had a quick and easy exit. And then the other reason for COVID is it does it does change our DNA. Just like he who shall not be named Voldemort. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, censored yeah. myself for you, Matt, because I was like, mm, I'm not going to be able to say that. Then you're just going to go way down, yep. um, which I've experienced a lot of myself on my own page if I mention certain things. <laughs> but maybe that'll be good for us to learn telepathy anyway. Right. You know? That'll be the extra push. We can't talk about it. Yeah. So we'll talk about it here. That's okay. <laughs> um, but the other facet of COVID is... When it's changing our DNA, it does so in, in opening up new perspectives for us. So when we recover from it, it alters us in a certain way and it allows us, it, up, it upgrades the software. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about like us being vehicles, it's going from like version 1.0 to 1.5, 1.7. So that we're able to, we're able to have the information coming to us um, make more sense. Like there isn't going to be as many uh, semantic errors or syntax issues. For those um, listening in on, uh, and they know some computer science kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I do, but I just heard that literally right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, 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 these times are opening up new perspectives for us. And no matter what quote-unquote camp you're in, there's always potential. And that's what needs to be appreciated and is becoming appreciated. Mm -hmm. Little by little, we are getting there. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully one day all of humanity will be on it and are wiped out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even if they're wiped out, you know, they'll come back again. Yeah. Yep. With a different perspective on things. And they'll have people here that will um will have gone through the work will have chosen that path and you know we've got we've got things to learn from each other regardless you know my son uh passed away in a miscarriage and um the beautiful thing about it even though it was very sad and tragic is that he's let me know that whoever i end up with later on he's coming through that person doesn't have to be through this specific woman. His soul will incarnate through whatever life he needs to take on the form of. And 
Um, we were talking about this earlier with a couple of clients at my table uh, about how children are really our teachers. And I think that ties into this as well. Cause it's like, if people don't learn quote unquote, what's going on in today's era to the point where it takes their life or they lose their life because of it, all is not over because life doesn't end in the ways that we have always kind of looked at it, especially from a Western lens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Life is, is everlasting. It keeps, keeps on churning. It's just the stage changes and the roles change and the costumes change. So you had touched on earlier, like how a lot of people think like that, you know, you, you come as an animal first and then a human and, and mm. so on and stuff. So the, the reincarnation kind of aspect of that, mm-hmm. do you think or do you know that like at a certain point you reach that uh, level where you move on to a different mm-hmm. uh, stage instead of coming back as an animal, as a person, as an animal, as a, you know, mm-hmm. what is there another thing that we don't know? Yeah, it goes all over the place, not just on this planet, but to other worlds. That's another dimension to it. And uh, people become animals sometimes, and sometimes extraterrestrials. I like to use the word people from other places, uh, just because like ET or alien just doesn't sound right for me. So I just always say like other people. Um, <laughs> I always you know, use the, interdimensional. Interdimensional. Well, not all of them are, though. A lot of them are, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about Bigfoot earlier too. Bigfoot, a lot of, a oh, lot we of. We were gonna come at that at the end, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's the sign right now, you know. Yeah, all right. Um, Bigfoot are into are many, many groups, because just like humans, they've got their own societal niches and groups and things like that as well. So it depends on the tribe, or the organization itself not just the species. It's like coming to earth and being like, you know, the first person you meet in Manhattan, who's like this, you know, beer bellied Italian who beats his wife and like chain smokes two packs. And he's like, what are you looking at? And it's like, (laughs) and that, that person from another world is like, Oh, I'm never going to, you're never going to get this Bob, but humans are terrible. You know, cause it's, it's like that, you know, there's some variety, you know, there's a slice of it there. Um, Bigfoot are interdimensional. Most of them are. And that's why they're so hard to capture because they're not always three-dimensional. They'll transition really quick. Um, they don't have technology to do it, but they've evolved to an extent that it's, a, it's an extension of their, of their body, of, of their ethereal body, as well as their physical body. They can, like, beam me up Scotty wherever they want to go. I, I actually find that really fascinating. That's like... I never thought to the point of like people are like, well, this one can transfer through space or whatever, but this, you know, this mm-hmm. one's physical. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you have like um, you know the Western society, you know, the very closed-minded kind of stuff, and um, and then on the other side you have like the Buddhists and and the, oh man, don't know, get me started on that. <laughs> no, we're staying on Bigfoot. Hang on, stay with me here. <laughs> we're going somewhere Buddhist, with this. Buddhist Bigfoots. Yeah, exactly. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. You know, like like what you're talking about. You're saying like certain Bigfoots are very, I'm on earth. This is what I do. Mm. And then there's more enlightened ones maybe mm-hmm. that are, no, I'm, I can go wherever I want and stuff. Is that, I mean, is that following kind of what you're saying or? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of leeway. There's a lot of like individual, um, basis on the soul and what they're incarnate to do. Well, I wanted to make this point too about reincarnation. I like to use the term incarnation because here's mm. the thing. Not only do we go, quote-unquote, forward in time, but we go backwards in time, upwards in time, downwards in time. Stop looking at me like that, man. Because time is a... Time Time is a... Non-linear. Yes, it's a sub... It's better to see it as a substance. Yes. Wibbly, why me? Timey, why me? (laughs) Wibbly, wobbly, timey, why me? There we go. (laughs) For all the Doctor Who fans. (laughs) There you go, yeah. But, I mean, reality is... Reality is wilder than any fiction you can come up with. I mean, that's kind of where we're headed anyway. AI's got nothing on us with that. It's just, you know, a, disem- a, a dis- disembodied mind is just that. You know, it can't have a soul. But, you know, that, that we were mentioning, like, Matrix. 
at my table over there. And it's like that kind of tinges on that, too. You know what also goes into that? We were talking about uh, Nibiru, the planet, mm. the planet of the soulless ones. Have you heard that? Mm. Uh, back Nibiru? Theory? Yeah. No. Oh. planet, Planet X. Okay. I will totally fill you in on that. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> We've had about. a whole We're podcast about that. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I was just getting information there. No, I mean, like, him, like I'm going to talk to him. But, sorry, you're my friend now. You're stuck with me forever. <laughs> right <Ask> on. <laughs> yeah. I, I had something and it's gone now. Welcome to my world. Yep. Yeah. It happens, man. Flash, lightning gone. It's hard. You know, it's one of the hardest aspects of doing what I do. Because I sit down and it's like 20 different things coming out. I got it. I got it. I got to go. Yes. Yes. um, Oh, my gosh. uh, She had sent me, uh, Fathom had sent me this video of this guy talking about how, you know, uh, we talk about like, what if, you know, like there's there's so many people on earth and if they're not really like, um, basically, if every person on earth is really just you. And you've come back that many times yeah, through man. time, and you're meeting yeah. yourself over and over. And I was just like, this, "No, <laughs> I don't even want to think about this." And, you know, and then the you brought cube? that up completely, oh. completely out of a different side, and, and came right back to it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or like the argument that's related to this, where it's like, "How can our population be increasing with incarnation? Because aren't we going to have like a fixed number of people on the planet? And where are the new souls coming from? All the animals that we have killed." Yeah, that's one. Exhibit A. Exhibit B, other planets, hello? Mm-hmm. Exhibit C, um, new souls do happen. Mm-hmm. Old souls happen too. I've met one person so far who it was her very first life. And it's still just been one person so far. And it was interesting to have that dynamic between me and her because I've been on this rodeo a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of times on this planet, <laughs> this planet has, has a tendency to kind of, I don't want to say trap because on one end it is trapping, but I mean, we on, choose to come and then we kind of, there's a lot later. Yeah. There's a lot going on here and there's a lot to process through. And that's part of the gift curse of earth and why so many souls work really hard to get the scholarship. They work really, really hard from other lands and other places in the universe to get to Earth because Earth is weird. And here's what's weird about Earth. I was just hearing about this the other day, um, something that was confirmed to me, but I I picked up on this like years ago. Um, Life itself is not uncommon in the universe. Life is super common. But what is really unique about Earth and very rare in the universe is that not only are there living beings on top of the planet, but the planet herself is a sentient living being who is at this time evolving her own set of consciousness. And that's one reason why there's a lot of chaos on the earth too, because the earth herself is almost going through like a teenager phase of like, what is my identity and trying stuff out. And so with the people that have been kind of like nine to five, putting their head down, living in the matrix, like not, you know, given two cents about this or that and just being like, I want to live my life and just have this be my thing. They're starting to feel that same feeling that guy is going through with who am I? What can I be? What are, what are my possibilities? And it's a lot scarier for a lot of us to see what we can be rather than what we're limited to be. Because even though our souls don't ever want to be limited, it's easier to accept something that's predictable and that's already been lived to a certain extent. Cause like in our own confines of our, of our shackles, we find comfort in that. Yes. It's, uh, it's comfortable to kneel, but doesn't it feel good to stand? Mm-hmm. But when you stand, it's like, where do you go? <laughs> Everywhere and anywhere. And that itself is a, is a, is an unknown thing that's scary to a lot of us and so that's that's what a lot of the emotional undercurrent is right now at this time it's been going on a little bit before covid too about a year or so um and i just heard hadron collider just now too i don't know i think uh, that's good t- yeah i got you on that man. wow yeah <laughs> wasn't expecting that i think that happened in 2012 yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh we, could we get opened up forever yeah we we should Oh Some gosh, other time. Yes. Yeah. Please. Invite me back. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Cool. 
I yeah. will I'll make sure that I add you on Facebook as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll, absolutely. Um, and I'll add you guys um, yes. and, and invite you on, on my podcast because oh, yeah. I started one years ago, kind of dropped it. I did the opposite thing where it's like um, before COVID, I was working online primarily. And then when COVID came around, I was like, okay, we're going to drop the remote stuff and we're going to just see people in person. So I came over to Wisconsin and was like, hey, you know. Um, but yeah, we're, we're putting it back on because people are telling me, they're like, hey, you've got an amazing voice. And me, I do have a radio voice and I'm not going to lie. You know, I like it. Um, and, and B, because like it helps to connect us through sound. Because a, a lot of our, it helps us to like calm down and just be in the moment because we have so much visual stimuli, stimuli. And, and just things that are trying to capture our attention left and right, whether it's like overt or subconsciously. And so I think there's a real starving feeling in the populace that just wants genuine stuff to dive into. Yeah, I mean, we, we do all these conferences like all last year and stuff, and people come up to the booth, and uh, I, I've gone all the way down to Kentucky for conventions and that, and what happens is these people come up and they're like, oh man, I saw Bigfoot on my, my backyard or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's great. I love the story, but I'm from Wisconsin. I'm not going to drive all the way back down here to, you know, investigate your Bigfoot or whatever. Yeah, we've got our own. Yeah. We, and they like our, cheese. I, I'm busy up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I thought, you know, if we start recording these podcasts out in public and that, mm. I might not be able to go check out this Bigfoot area, but somebody listening to my podcast that's from Kentucky you can go out and check out that area for sure. You know? And, and I it's, it's going to help other people and, and, and share that way too. So. Yeah, for sure. As you were saying that I just saw a really clear mental image of you in, it's like between Kentucky and Tennessee, mm -hmm. you're out there. This is in the future. I feel like it's two years from now. Good. Yeah, man. I've been down between Kentucky and Tennessee. Oh, okay. You're repeating it again then. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we filmed an episode down there with, um, animal planets, turtle man. Really? Yeah, it'll be out this year. Uh, about awesome. This middle of summer, uh, we went uh, Bigfoot hunting with uh, Turtle Man, and he showed us like how to track. It was mm -hmm. really informative. I mean, this guy's a wealth of knowledge. I can't yeah. say enough good stuff about him. You know, a lot of Bigfoots love apples. Mm -hmm. So if you gift them a good apple, like a Fuji or like a artesian apple, <laughs> make it fancy, like cut it up and put the cheese platter out there and everything. <laughs> I remember I came out and yelled that to you at Hayden one day, and I said, these are my apples. They're fancy apples. They're not for Bigfoot. Oh, man. <laughs> I Pissed off a whole mine. bunch of them. That's probably why the van broke. I didn't share my apples. <laughs> yes. yeah. yep. Share your damn apples, man. <laughs> they were my, he brought apples. They were just you know, crappy ones. It was very interesting. We put apples out in, uh, I think, originally three different locations on the property, and there's mm. deer all over out there. Mm -hmm. There's tons of raccoons and everything, and nothing touched them mm. for almost a week mm -hmm. that was very interesting but they were cheap you know walmart apples that i bought by the bag so next time all right i think it was luke had even told me to buy organic apples yep. yeah and then he was supposed to go buy them for us and he never did so you he gotta up your game there. man like the yeah. big the bigfoot are evolving too you know and they probably travel to seattle and the west coast and they're like <laughs> hey all these farmers markets you know there's something to this pesticide free gmo free <laughs> I deserve that too. That's yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and apples, apples are actually one of the most loaded foods with pesticides among all of them. Yeah. Apples and I potatoes. Apples. I, I stick to Oreos. Mm -hmm. I don't really like apples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I well, used to like ironically, <laughs> the they, they, they must, they, ironically, Oreos probably maybe have less pesticides. Oh my God. I know do. because there's nothing real in them. So how can you have pesticides? <laughs> exactly. All, yeah. You need All to bring natural. your you need to bring your interdimensional Oreos for the Ooh. interdimensional beings such as Bigfoot when you go there on you these go. excursions. There you go. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Yeah. I've got Oreos out on, on expeditions. I just don't share them. Five D Oreos. Five D Oreos. <laughs> it's like here it is. What? Where is it? Exactly. <laughs> Everywhere. It's already in the belly of, of the Bigfoot. That's right. <laughs> 
bypass the need to like go in, open the package, stick your fingers in there, pick it up, smell it, and then eat it. But sometimes, you know, the 3D visceral experience is something to behold and appreciate in and of itself. Because there is a reason we're here mm -hmm. and not just floating around as a 5D embodiment. Because I was talking about this with another, um, another client earlier today. It was like... Uh, the beauty in the 3D here, we were talking about cycles because a lot of us are trying to break free from cycles in our life. Cycles of pain, of, um, you know, the misery that we cause in ourselves and of, of blocks in ourselves, of seeing things differently, of, of acting differently and of transcending. But if you look at an atom, an atom has a nucleus and then it's got electrons that are swirling around it back and forth and back and forth. And it's a somewhat predictable pattern that those electrons are going to continue to do that. And when you zoom out more and more and more and more, you see all these different forms about us. Like I occupy a body. There's a table over there. There's, we're in a venue. It's got a roof overhead. We're breathing air, even though we don't see it. So even though like the actual substance, the particles that are slowing down and, and f taking on a pattern i.e. becoming form mm -hmm. is not always a bad thing because without form we don't have a stage in which to experience we are just there and there's nothing wrong with that either but that's a big driving force for why even if we live really difficult lives and go through a lot of what human beings call as torture and misery we still want to come back here even yes. if we already know before being embodied once again in a new life that we might go through some major trials and tribulations. We choose it still, but it's only until we forget most of it and we're living our human lives do we complain and bitch and moan. It's like, oh, I don't like it, which is also understandable. Sounds like me every Monday morning. <laughs> I have to go to work and I just like, ah, and I still go back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. you got to make this your full time. Mitt. Yeah, I'm working on thing. it. I'm working on it. Yeah, well, I'll help you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we get lots of people coming and listening. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I agree. We're, we yeah. we we um, have been doing whispers from the dark for mm. uh, two years. We started it just after we started Caps, and we put it on YouTube, and we had some listeners and stuff, but eh, mm. you know. And then uh, I gave I just didn't have time for it and stuff, mm -hmm. and I thought you know if we did like this like we're doing right now going out meeting people and recording at the events people are going to be engaged with it they're going to see us doing it they're going to listen to it and it's going to expand oh yeah and we gave it its own facebook page now we got new equipment and stuff to record that we're using right now <laughs> and i mean we've recorded several Heck interviews yeah. this weekend already and i mean this is great I it's mean, so I, crispy i thoroughly the yeah, audio I mean, quality i love oh, it too yeah i'm this is god <laughs> i just had to do it once <laughs> it's okay you're allowed you're allowed <laughs> Yay. Oh heck yeah! We got an audience too. <laughs> Professional. When when you made that steak joke, I missed my my total. Uh, oh man, you I did. Totally the, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. The, the the sky's the limit or something. Oh sky's the yeah. limit. Yeah. My dad like, joke. Yeah. It was such a inserted in later. Yeah. Ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, cool. I, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, to thanks for bringing Thank me so over. Much. I really appreciate it as well. Likewise. Uh, I have so much to talk about with you on the side now. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good thing. <laughs> I had more questions and they come and go and it's just fluid over here. And well, we, we, we got to have another time to do this. Definitely. We'd love to have you back on. We can yeah. do Zoom or anything. I mean, I don't know where you're from and stuff, but Cur are you, are you going to be at uh, April 9th and 10th? I do believe so. Yeah, Ooh. I've got a really busy schedule ahead Ooh. of me. Yeah. My Part April two. is, yeah, for sure. And three and four and five, maybe. There you go. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Because sure. you, you noticed that I walked away during this interview. Mm -hmm. And um, right before uh, Sky had joined us over here, I, I was shopping the gemstones over here. And you know how like gemstones call out to mm -hmm. you or whatever. And, mm. and I saw this one and I went, I, I need to buy that. And um, they, they weren't watching their booth because it's mm -hmm. the end of the yeah. day and everybody's yeah. wandering around and stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. And then you came over and I saw them packing. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go grab that. Mm -hmm. So I'll show you what I bought and you tell me why I bought this. You know Charlie the Unicorn, right? Every time I hear stones, I'm like, ring, ring, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snowflake obsidian. Okay. Oh. And uh, 
I <laughs> saw it in the little thing over there, and I'm like, this stone needs to come home with me. Mm-hmm. So, so well, you, you go on a lot as of, your. Uh, I'm getting skills. I'm getting stuff. Why? Why did I have to go buy this? Because it was the only stone that I've walked around this place, and this is the only stone that told me that it wanted to come home with me. This is meant for you. So. Well, yeah, but why? Okay, so first, well, if we look at the basics, obsidian. Mm-hmm. is very grounding, um, very mm-hmm. centering. It can help bring uh, yourself out of yourself or keep things away so you can focus. Um, snowflake obsidian, I have some, but you know what? I can't remember what the snowflakes do. <laughs> <laughs> they make it look pretty. It makes it cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing that, I getting, that I'm getting. You go on a lot of paranormal expeditions, right? you are not protecting yourself near as much. And I want to go a little bit further. Thank you for the validation, by the way. I totally don't. Yeah. You, you, it's not good or bad, but it comes with consequences. And, um, because you're so eager and you've got this really beautiful, like child in a good way, a childlike enthusiasm to go there and to explore, which is one thing that's also needed in the world right now. It's one, it's one aspect of all of us working with what we're doing in this space. Um, you, your heart is open, so oftentimes you're not realizing when things are, things that aren't necessarily, in people, spirits, aren't, that don't necessarily have the best intentions, want to try to just use that. And obsidian is very grounding, and it's very cutting as well in the sense that, you know, like back in the Neolithic period, they would usually like use that for arrowheads and knives and stuff, but it also cuts metaphysical ties as well. Um, I feel like you don't sage yourself nearly as much. You I feel to. attacked. I feel personally attacked. Well, not by me. <laughs> no, because this is, you know, the stuff I say to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you do sage, you need to sage more, or you can use anything that you align with. Sometimes over here, like at these expos, I bring like a spray. I have that too. Yep. Get under your feet. Yes. And for everybody listening too, yes. this is a huge thing that I'm surprised we don't know more about actually at these times. But you have to get under your feet because that's a point of contact with the ground. A lot of people just sage themselves, forget the soles of their feet, and then that leaves an avenue mm-hmm. into, you know, it's like, it's like shutting the door with just a little creak. Like if you have a cat at home, you know that door is going to be opened because mm-hmm. the paw is going to be like, hey, yeah, hey, there's a crack here. And it's going to open that up. So it's not always a bad thing, but I feel like you bring work home with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep yeah dreams restless nights because these souls um want to be heard they want to be validated and a lot of times this is the thing you have to realize about um disembodied human souls a lot of times it's not the whole person it's not the whole being that's there a lot of times when we pass on our soul leaves but our ego aspects remain. So it's a projection of sorts of what we thought we were, mind, body, emotions, in a location. Residual energy, so to speak, mm-hmm. in its own way. Pretty much like where ghosts come from. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a... paying attention. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It's, it's like a... And it comes with its own intelligence, too. Yeah. Um, so it... it for those of us living who identify with our minds and our bodies a little bit too much, we might empathize with spirits like that and, and um, kind of validate them as being the whole soul when it isn't actually that. And um, a lot of souls that are trapped, for lack of a better word, in between, uh, many of them want to resolve, want to go on. And some of them don't, though. Because if they have a really strong ego attachment to what they are and their power and what they can do and here this goes here, that goes there with their life and you know, like power control and subjugation kind of thing, then they don't interact with you at the soul level in that sense. I'm trying to find really good words to use for this. Um, because their soul is there, just not in the same spot. It might be in another dimension, but disconnected or, or connected by one little string fragmentation mm-hmm. yes you know it makes a lot of sense you know when these people like 
uh, you have a haunting or something and mm. you go into these places and they say, well, my grandma's still here. Well, your grandma isn't, but the ego mm-hmm. of your grandma is still, well, maybe not grandma. But parts of grandma are there, and yes. more the accurately. And it's hasn't let mm-hmm. go and is, is stuck there. So it's mm-hmm. not your, your relative or your family member mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just it's like part of that. It's like 30% grandma. Let's quantify it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and you can. I mean, I can. You can feel the difference, right? Like I can. Mm -hmm. Like between you know something that is residual, something that is half of something, something Mm -hmm. that is something else. Yeah. The vibrations are very different. So when they come and pass through, or or you interact with them, like well, you know. (laughs) Like when we were talking over there about saying you guys should go to Wabasha, because Wabasha in Minnesota, right on the border, it's loaded with really old houses all over the place for one with original basements and cellars in many of them. Ooh. There are so many spirits and energies there that are bound to these properties. Um, when I did a group reading session there uh, at this old house at um, this bed and breakfast in town, uh, it took like not only five seconds for me entering the home for this Victorian era, 1890s, like teenage girl to walk down the banister and she was decked out in like pure white lace, um, like, uh, like old drab. And she just looks at me and she's just like staring at me for a while. And I was like, hello, I'm here to do the readings and everything. And she's like, just kind of checking me out to see what I'm about. Um, it's really fun. There's lots of, there's so many houses just in a little, like half an acre space so you guys would have a lot of material to work with over there very cool i could come along maybe sometime cool where where are you from around here i am from minnesota currently but so many things are changing in my life right now who knows where i'll end up i've been seeing in my mind's eye for two years me moving eastward of where i am and i always felt that since i'm doing so much work in wisconsin it's naturally going to be in wisconsin and it's in a rural to rural-ish place. It's not totally That's in the all boonies. Of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Even Milwaukee has corn. Heck yeah! <laughs> as long as it's not like too immersed in Madison, it should be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Oshkosh. Don't go to Oshkosh. Okay, duly yeah. noted. Or Nina. Sheboygan. Hey, okay, it's not that bad. Sheboygan. Nina. Mm, Nina's yeah. not as dirty as other places. I mean, if you mm. left. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get a track where it's like, oh, yeah. Ooh, burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you soundboards later. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah you need to expand that, man. Yeah, you can have like it, it came with it. I mean, we got, we got some cool. Uh... There you go. That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, man. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, to likewise. And, I appreciate um, you guys. Thanks for bringing me over here. Absolutely. One more time, your name, where we can find you. Everybody wants uh, your help or do you, do you have a... A physical location or just go to people? I don't have a physical location okay. yet, but it's oh. coming. In Wisconsin. Yeah, in it'll, Wisconsin. it'll sure be in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I see myself doing a lot of traveling. Okay. So going to all these different conventions um, and doing online stuff too. I think that's really going to explode because I'm starting to work with a legit company that's helping me manage that kind of thing. And because uh, it's a lot for one dude to do, as you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> post-production, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, so my name is Sky Chen, S-K-Y-E-C-H-E-N. Find me on Facebook. Look up Sky Chen Psychic. I'm on there. Uh, look me up on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Sky Chen. Uh, sign up to my newsletter, which is on my website, www.revealingfate.com. Awesome. And do you know if you will be at the next uh, uh, Let me look physical my... paranormal convention on June 9th and 10th? Is it with Soul and Synergy? It is. I should be. That Where's okay. that at again? Janesville? Yeah, I'm signed up for Janesville. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. That's a plug for our uh, convention here today and also for you. Thank you, sir. So, thank and you. And madam. <laughs> no problem, you. dude. Thank you yeah. very much for being a part of it. This is going to be a full episode of our show. So Hooray. Awesome sauce. Uh, we'll get that out there. And like, comment, and subscribe, guys. Come on. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening at home. Until next time, I'm your host, Barnaby. Cosmic Fathom. Sky Chen. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Many blessings.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. You will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the public events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcasts or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wisconsin Caps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook, or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.